You're listening to the Keef to the City podcast. All right, the James Paxson injury was bad. The Aaron Judge shoulder problem was worrisome, but the Luis Severino injury and what's going to happen with his forearm as he visits Dr. Mott on Friday in Orlando is a whole nother level of panic. Uh, things have unraveled here rather quickly in just a week into spring training. There hasn't even been a spring training game yet. The Yankees are down 40% of the rotation and the best player on their team hasn't been able to swing a bat yet because of his shoulder. So things aren't going well. It's just a continuation of what we saw last year when the team set the single season record for the most players on the injured list. And uh, the news is just horrible. And Brian Cashman spoke with reporters in Tampa today pointing to the spot on your forearm where pretty much every pitcher who's ever had to undergo Tommy John surgery points to uh, before they get Tommy John surgery. So Luis Severino experienced some forearm uh, soreness, stiffness, uh, pain after his Game 3 start in the ALCS. The Yankees cleared him to pitch in a potential Game 7. He wasn't able to pitch in that game because that game didn't exist because of what happened in game six and then he went the entire offseason not feeling any pain because he wasn't throwing a baseball anymore he went underwent some mris this winter they were clear he starts throwing a baseball again starts throwing a changeup has issues with the forearm and now he's shut down indefinitely and going to visit the visit the team doctor on friday in orlando so it's pretty fucking bad. The The Yankees are in trouble here. Uh, I just, with the way Severino was injured last year, the way he came back, had the three stars quickly at the end of the season, pitched in the postseason, the fact that he throws as hard as he does and has been doing it for as long as he does, the fact that Cashman pointed to the spot in his elbow says he can't throw change-ups because of when he pronates his arm, that's when the pain comes. Uh, nothing here seems good. And He's going to miss time, whether it's April, whether it's uh, he gets a late start to the season. He's he's not going to be ready for opening day. I can say that right now. Uh, and to me, I have a horrible feeling that we don't see Luis Severino again until sometime after the 2021 season begins. Uh, that's just the way things have gone for the Yankees. I thought this spring training would be smooth sailing, the best bullpen in the league, the best lineup in the league, the best starting rotation in the AL, all on the same team. But it can't go that way. We can't just sit back and laugh at the Astros and wait for the Red Sox investigation to come out. The Yankees have to deal with their own shit now. And they're down 40% of the rotation. Jay Happ, they were trying to move. They unsuccessfully were able to move his $17 million. He was an afterthought. Then he was, okay, he's the fifth starter. That's fine. Now he's the third starter. We don't know what the state of the actual baseball is going to be. Is it going to be the Super Bowl from last year where Jay Happ was giving up a home run seemingly every inning? Is it going to be the postseason ball? But right now, Jay Happ's the number three starter on the Yankees. Jordan Montgomery moves to fourth. Uh, he's sort of pressured into a fourth role coming back a year removed from Tommy John. Davey Garcia and Michael King now competing for the fifth spot. Things aren't good. Um, and no, things aren't good. So... Joining me today to talk about this, the injuries in sort of emergency setting with the Luis Severino news is Chris Stacy of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we talk about Severino and, and how dark it feels right now uh, with the state of this rotation, the other injuries that have crept up, why this team can't just be healthy, why we can't even make it to the first game of spring training without problems. But uh, we talk about all of that and uh, all the injuries encompassing the Yankees as it's only February 20th. So here we go. All right, joining me today to talk Yankees baseball with spring training now a week underway is Chris Stacy of NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Chris, how's it going today? 
What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I uh, I guess things aren't going that well. I mean, I thought things would be different this year, but it feels like a continuation last year with James Paxton getting hurt, Aaron Judge now dealing with a shoulder injury, and now Luis Severino, probably the worst injury of them all because of where the injury is, the, pr- the issue he had with it in October, anything with a forearm, anything that needs MRIs, anything that sends you to Dr. Ahmad, uh, it just... It just doesn't have a good foreshadow to it. It's kind of, I, I mean, I, I think of it this way, right? It's it's frustrating to me. You're never going to avoid injury. What's frustrating to me at this point is we can't even get to a spring training game. <laughs> and it's not like, it's not like, and, and I'm not saying any injury is a good injury, but it's not like it's guys like Tyler Wade who don't really, aren't going to be much of a factor hopefully this year. For, I mean, we're talking about guys who, who are supposed to be a huge impact on this team. And guess what? We got our ace, right? We got our ace this offseason. We're excited to see our rotation at full strength. And now we're missing two of the biggest pieces of the entire thing. And uh, like I said, they haven't even played a spring training game yet. Yeah, the scary thing is that if you go back to last year, the team, for what was expected to be the best lineup in baseball, they didn't play one single game with their entire expected lineup because Andujar and Stanton got hurt in the third game. By the time Andujar came back, Stanton was still hurt. Then Andujar never came back. Um, And now you're looking at sort of the same situation this year. I mean, Aaron Hicks is already out for at least half the season. And given his history of injuries through his entire 20s, I don't really even count on him because you never know with the way he rehabs. It seems to take him longer than anyone else. We might not see him till post all-star break, maybe not even at all. Who knows? And by the time he comes back, other guys will probably get injured. The fact that 40% of the rotation is already injured to have this team that is the odds on favorite to win the world series, possibly the best rotation in baseball, the best lineup in baseball, the best bullpen in baseball. And now maybe we don't even get a single game of seeing the entire team as a whole again. Yeah. And, and to your point, and we kind of t- touched on this on our show, you couldn't have two of the more polar opposite guys in Hicks and Didi getting this same injury right now. A lot of Yankee fans are going to just think and expect Hicks to come back and be ready. I'm telling you, what happened with Didi and how he came back, yeah, he was never the same hitter last year, but just the way he came back, how efficiently and how he really never had any setbacks, you don't see that in every player. In fact, that's that's like the exception to the rule. Aaron Hicks is going to be a while. In my opinion, we'll probably see him maybe towards the end of the year. And, and you know, when this team's hopefully and better be in the postseason, you'll see him <laughs> then. But, I mean, he's a non-factor for me right now. I really don't see him making any impact. Um, but then again, you know, to go to back to, to the pitching, it's scary because you have – you have guys who, I mean, I was driving, I was driving before and I was thinking about it. When you take the biggest chunk of this team of the homegrown talent mixed with a couple guys we added, you're talking about the guys who are now categorized as injury prone almost. I mean, other than Torres, not Wood, you really, you're looking at guys that are supposed to be our core in Severino, Sanchez, Judge, um, you know, Paxton's, you know, obviously traded for him last offseason, but he's supposed to be a big piece of this team, especially after what he did last year at the end of the year and in the playoffs where he kind of told Boone he's good, he's staying out there, and he kept the ball. You kind of – you had this, like, excitement where you were like, maybe he is an ace. Maybe he does have what it takes, and you were excited to see him all year this year. 
and we can't even get past February right now. <laughs> it's just extremely frustrating. Yeah, if you look at Garrett Cole being the ace and then Severino as two and Paxton as three or interchangeable two and three, that's how I would do it, Severino two, Paxton three. So you're missing your second and third starters now. It's February 20th. Masahiro Tanaka, the number four starter, who's obviously the number, best number four in baseball, now becomes the two. Jay Happ, who they tried, I believe, just unsuccessfully to move his contract to free up some space under the luxury tax, he was sort of an afterthought, and everyone wanted to get rid of him, give the fifth spot to Jordan Montgomery or Davey Garcia or even someone like Michael King and possibly Clark Schmidt down the road. And now Jay Happ is all of a sudden like the number three starter. And based off of what happened last year, he's a year older. He's coming off the worst season of his career. Who knows what the state of the actual baseball is going to be, if it's going to be the you know the Super Bowl we saw all last season, all last season or the postseason ball we saw. Uh, the, the idea that Jay Happ now becomes sort of um, a necessity is pretty freaking scary on February 20th. We say, we, again, we say this all the time. We, we talked about Jay Happ and we wanted him to be moved. I mean, listen, when he came here last year, I was, I was grateful they got him. He was incredible two years ago. Um, last year, he kind of fell off. And we were like, you know what? It'd be nice if they, if they let go of him and moved on. But if they can't, he's our fifth starter. I mean, I'll take a, I'll take a five-plus, you know, low six ERA as long as he can eat up some innings for me out of my fifth starter. When I have guys like Severino – and Paxton, you know, leading the top, and then a guy in Tanaka who, you know, regular season hit or miss, but postseason he's, he's more than proven at this point. Now he's, like you just said, he's not the number five. He was the number four after, you know, Paxton went down and, and you were holding your breath, and now he's the number three. And that's just, it's not okay. It, it's not okay right now, and it's no one's fault. It's this team has depth. They're going to be able to fill in those those you know rotation spots. And I think, given how watered down this this league is in my head right now, I think the Yankees will be able to sustain it, and I think they'll be okay. But it's not okay in the sense of now we're relying on the arms of guys so much so that you really you love the balance of this rotation throughout the year. You love the balance of guys who can who can go deeper into games and hopefully save the bullpen arms. Now we're talking about three spots or two spots, really. I mean, you could say even half spot. You don't know how many innings he's going to give you. We're talking about all these spots now where you have to have your bullpen ready from the first inning on. I mean, you have to have guys ready to go at any minute because you're throwing guys in at this point that aren't normally doing this every single day. Yeah, and you bring up a good point about the league being watered down, and it certainly is top-heavy once again. And the Yankees' opening schedule, I mean, against Baltimore, then Tampa, then Toronto, then Baltimore again, they play seven games against the Orioles in the first two weeks of the season. So if there's ever a season for the Yankees to get off to a hot start and separate themselves from 500 right away, it's this season. But I'm not really worried about the regular season. Like you said, this is a postseason team. Many projections have them winning the AL East by at really a minimum of like 10 games. Uh, the the race ceiling seems to be a mid-90s win plateau, while the Yankees are going to most likely be over 100 as long as the injuries don't start piling up like they were last year, because I don't necessarily know if you can have back-to-back seasons where your depth players and the depth players to those depth players perform the way they did. Uh, but... This Severino thing really worries me because the forearm issue crept up in October. He complained about it. He was going to start Game 7 anyway, and at that point of the season... 
you have nothing to lose if they if he need to pitch in game seven and pitches well and pitches in the playoffs they win the world series and he blows his arm out and he never pitches again well he did his job the job is to win the world series not necessarily have long and and lengthy careers uh but now the fact that it was hurting him he stopped pitching it didn't hurt him all off season because he wasn't pitching and now he starts pitching again and it hurts and it's a forearm strain and where Cashman pointed to today in his press conference uh it's the exact spot of every pitcher that's ever had Tommy John complains about I just I have a terrible feeling about this and I feel like you know it's horrible to say but I feel like Luis Severino there's a very good chance we don't see him until May of 2021 seriously had no idea that Cashman had had mentioned anything with Tommy John, I was going to say to you, this lingering this much through an entire off season, and it's now it's really starting to hurt him and be inflamed. Uh, I have very, very low expectations for seeing him anytime soon. Uh, I'd be shocked if if he's ready to go. You know within a couple months into the season at this point i know we're six weeks away exactly today from opening day so any little injury or hiccup along the way for starting pitchers sort of fucks up their timeline for when they can start pitching and this is certainly gonna i mean he's shut down indefinitely he's visiting dr ahmad on friday in orlando so that's already a terrible sign uh he's already had two mris they mentioned in in this winter and now for cashman to point on his arm and saying that it affects him when he throws a changeup Certainly not good. And you brought up the why? you brought up the point. Why, why did they even uh, go, why did they even go see this guy anymore? The second he feels the phone <laughs> call, they should just send them right to right into surgery at this point. I mean, it's not good, man. No, it's not. And you you mentioned about the, sort of this core it does have an injury problem. And Sanchez has been on the the injured list multiple times the last couple seasons. Uh, Judge, you know, 2016, he comes up, he gets shut down at the end of the year because of an oblique injury. He played through a shoulder injury. In 17, in his magical season, uh, the freak injury of the wrist breaking in 2018 certainly was just a freak accident. But then last year, he missed two months with an oblique injury again. And now he has a shoulder injury, which they said they were going to shut him down for a week. And now after two days, they're going to let him hit on Friday, which seems seems a little not exactly conservative what they said. But um, I, my, my, my worry has now shifted from being worried about Judge being injured to Severino. But I still am a little worried about Judge because I feel like he's just shown and a propensity to get injured early in his career. Yeah, it, we kind of had this debate a couple weeks ago. Is it fair to say Aaron Judge is injury prone? Uh, we said no, only because, you know, first of all, he's only been in the league a few years at this point. Second of all, one of those was a, you know, one of those was a uh, freak thing, right? He got hit, he got hit in the hand, broke his hand. Now you're starting to question it. And, and my biggest concern Regarding the Yankees, it was never the injury itself. It was, A, the recurring injury, which seems to be the theme, right? If this was like if this was something else acting up with Judd right now, we probably wouldn't even be talking about it the way the Yankees handled it. But because it's that same shoulder that keeps giving him issues, the way it's the same forearm that keeps giving Seve issues, we hold our breath at this point. I feel like I haven't taken a deep breath all day today with Severino <laughs> because of it, but... You know, really, is he injury prone? Maybe at this point, but it just that's what concerns me. That's A. And B, my biggest thing, my biggest gripe with the Yankees in in total last year with all these injuries wasn't again, wasn't the injury itself, but it was the you know, these guys would come back and then all of a sudden it was, you know, a week later and they were getting hurt with the same thing. 
or it, it just didn't never seemed like these guys were truly ready to come back or you would think they were. And then you heard they had setbacks and it just felt like they never took that step forward after being injured. And, and Gary Sanchez is really the, the prime example because I feel like Stanton got hurt in every part of his body last year every time he came back. But Sanchez, that groin, man, let's get that groin going. I, I don't know what kind of groin exercises <laughs> there are out there. I don't know of many in general, but get the groin going, man. We can't have another groin injury season out of Gary Sanchez. No, and I think people forget that in September in September of last year, Sanchez missed nearly the entire month of September, came back just the last couple of days of the season to get some at-bats in before the postseason. And the same with Edwin Encarnacion. He missed basically all of September and went cold turkey into the playoffs. And then when those two guys weren't getting hits the way they were in the, in the regular season, people were saying, oh, they suck, they can't handle October. But everyone forgets they missed about 20-plus days of baseball leading in October. And Sanchez... He has groin injuries, it seems like, at least once a month. I think he was on the IL two or th- at least two times. Maybe that third, maybe the third time was in September. Uh, and the year before, the same thing. And it just seems like, like you said, it's not necessarily different injuries like it is with Hicks or Frazier or something, but it's just recurring injuries of the same injury as before. Yeah, and it just gets to a, a point you're watching this team and you're trying to get excited because you know what regardless of the injuries they're still good but and again like you said not every team has the depth that brian cashman has put together but it becomes deflating after a while because it's not even just that you want your team to win you want to watch your team i mean you want to watch these guys i want to see what gary sanchez is capable of in a full healthy season yeah and you know if you really think back to 2018 we joke that it was because Jacoby Ellsbury was in the clubhouse down in Tampa in the middle of the season when they were there and he and he jinxed the team but really when when Sanchez went down in 2018 went against the Tampa Bay Rays uh in in Tampa he it was the either the first arc of the growing or the second of the season after that the Yankees really kind of plateaued they really they were they were killing every team and then they kind of plateaued, and then I think Judge went down, and so on and so forth, and it just it was the downward spiral. Yeah, and and like you said, I want to see what Gary Sanchez does in a full season. I mean, in 2016, he had that crazy run with 20 home runs in 53 games, but last year he missed 56 games and still hit 34 home runs. This guy could set all types of records offensively as a catcher if he could just stay healthy for a full season, and I feel like that's sort of the same thing with Judge. If you count the last three years, he's missed 25% of the games the last three years between yeah. the oblique injuries, the shoulder problem, and also the the freak wrist injury. But to miss 25% of the games and still put up the type of, you know, not not even power numbers or home runs and RBIs, but from an analytical standpoint, like just the war he's put up. I mean, we just, at some point, can we get like 150, 155 games from these guys? <laughs> I, honestly, it's like, it's like, okay, 2016, I, I remember I woke up and and it was midsummer, end of summer, I forget. And I just looked at the TV and I, and I saw the headline, Yankees trade Andrew Miller. And my stomach literally dropped. I mean, my whole life, I'd never felt a big player leave just out of nowhere where it was like, okay, we're kind of giving up. I've never felt that. And it was tough, but it was almost like a weight was lifted off your shoulder, right? This team is finally going to move on we were going to we were going to shed some payroll we were going to get young and it was immediate satisfaction it was immediate fun even that year 
where they, you know, didn't make the postseason. We got to see something pretty special in Sanchez and Judge and Tyler Austin and, and all those guys, and it was immediately fun. And now it's like you think back and you're just like, I don't remember. This. We're younger, right? And and it's and it's more fun, I guess. But I don't remember this many injuries when we had some of the older players running this team. Like, I feel like there's 10 times more injuries now that we're younger than there ever was. Yeah, it does feel like that. And uh, outside of the 2013 season when it was a disaster, when Jeter was hurt and Teixeira and Granderson and A-Rod had his injuries before the suspension and they were throwing out Lyle Overbay and Ichiro and old Ichiro and Travis Hafter and Ben Francisco and Kevin Euclid and all those names. Uh, really, it's, it's about as bad as that with the injuries. They just have the depth and the core pieces now to fill in those injuries. But uh, it kind of sucks because with all the stuff going on with the Astros and the stuff that's going to get released and dropped on the Red Sox, it felt like, okay, we're just smooth sailing right to opening day, and then we'll just beat the crap out of the entire league this year. But now here we are a week into spring training, and, and we're a, another pitcher or two away from really having to hit panic mode. Neil, I don't know what made my day worse. Severino getting in. Or you reminding me that Lyle Overbay <laughs> was once a part of the New York Yankees. Not only that, but he was—he he batted fourth. He batted cleanup. He batted cleanup for like a whole season, and he—he he was the oh, best player stop. on the team that year, probably. Stop! It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right, Chris. I take, I thank you for taking the time to come on in sort of this emergency setting with Luis Severino getting injured. Um, we'll have to check in again, and hopefully the next time we talk, it's it's about something positive. The Yankees have you know ripped off yeah, ten man. or fifteen wins in a row. It wasn't something about uh, their number two pitcher going down for potentially a full season. Yeah, man. My pleasure. And I'll leave the listeners with this: Don't freak out. <laughs> Don't panic. This team is not only are they set up for this they have the depth no matter what they will be okay and like i said this this team is just elite compared to some of the other competition they'll be fine this team's gonna make the playoffs that's when you start holding your breath and hope they get over the hump all right chris thanks again thanks again pal all right, thanks again to Chris for coming on in this emergency setting to talk about Luis Severino's injury, which is it is an injury. He's visiting the dot team doctor. He's shut down indefinitely. This isn't me worrying about Aaron Judge's shoulder uh, and being unable to hit the first few days of spring training. This is a full-fledged problem, and James Paxson's going to be out for at least the first month of the season and possibly even more, giving uh, the, his lengthy injury resume from his career. And Severino missed basically the entire season last year before September with the shoulder problem, with the lap problem. Now he has an elbow problem. So the Yankees' depth is already being tested. They are 40% down in their rotation. Jay Happ's now the number three starter. Things aren't good. And uh, six weeks from today will be opening day in Baltimore. Hopefully things have cleaned up a lot since then. If you're thinking about who they could possibly sign as free agent depth pieces as a starting pitcher, I advise you not to Google that because I did and it's not pretty. Uh, the best options are anywhere from Andrew Kashner to Matt Harvey to just guys who have racked up negative war in recent years. So they're going to have to solve this from within. Luckily for them, the league is very top-heavy again. Even without their rotation for part of the season at full strength, they would be able to get into the playoffs. So it, that's not what this is about, though. It's about winning the World Series, and I believe they need Luis Severino to do so, and not having him would be awful. So we'll check back in on Monday. Hopefully we have some news by then. Hopefully it's good news. Hopefully this is just uh, some soreness and some crankiness, as Aaron Boone likes to say, and, and Luis Severino will be back at throwing in a couple weeks. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Monday. Yeah.